Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the DC United Kingdom podcast and I am your host James Graham. It is a pleasure to be here with you again. So what have we got on today's show? We have got a player interview uh, for the second week in a row. This week he's a first teamer. He is in the team week in week out. I'm not going to give anything away just yet. You'll have to wait and hear him. Um, what else have we got? So after the player interview, I will be going through a match review of the Vancouver game uh, on from Saturday night. Um, I keep getting confused about it being on Sunday, um, mainly because I was up till 5am. So if I if you hear me say Sunday during the next bit, I apologise. I don't mean it. Um, I'll also be pre- previewing the Heineken Rivalry Week. It is absolutely fantastic to have these kind of things. Uh, the Rivalry Week. The whole build-up and the hype behind it, it is awesome. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get any questions um, or thoughts from from yourself, so I won't be going through any of that this week. But next week, please, please drop some questions in. Drop your thoughts into me. Um, you can either drop me a DM over on Twitter, uh, send a message on Facebook Messenger, Instagram, whatever, which way you want to do it feel free to. I'd love to hear them. Um, I absolutely adore it. Or if you go on to anchor.fm forward slash DC United UK fans forward slash message, you can actually leave a voice message and you get played out on the show. That is awesome. Um, If this is your first time listening, thank you. It's appreciated. Um, I've been doing this since sort of towards the end of February, really. And it's been absolutely fantastic so far and the opportunities that it's presented to me. So if you want to subscribe, hit the subscribe button. If you want to leave a rate and review once you've listened to the show, I would massively appreciate it. It helps the show no end. Um, drop us a follow over on Twitter at DC United Kingdom. Um, on Facebook and Instagram is at DC United Kingdom FC. You can support the show over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash DC United Kingdom. Um, and I would absolutely love it if you were able to do that. Um, with the show itself, we're going to be heading over to Skype very shortly. And we're going to speak to our very special guest, the first teamer of DC United. I hope you enjoy it. Um, it's going to be fantastic. Um, you've probably seen who, are, who, are, who it already is in the show episode title. I'll probably put it in there. Um, I've recorded this before. I've named the title. So... There you go. Um, but I hope you enjoy it. If you want to see more of it, let me know. And you want to hear more of it, it is awesome. And any player of DC United, if you're listening, drop me a DM. Let me know if you want to come on. Obviously, let's get it official. Make sure we're all right to do it. But it's been fantastic so far. So let's crack on with the show. So, as I just said in my little intro, I have a DC United first teamer with me today. Uh, the guest on this particular episode is from California. He has been with one club and one club only. So he's someone who I would definitely identify as Mr. DC. He's made 162 appearances, and out of that, he's had 160 starts. Lethal in the air and an absolute rock at the heart of the defence. If you haven't guessed it already, it's Steve Birnbaum. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. 
Yeah, thank you for taking the time out to actually uh, come on and uh, be a part of the show. Um, so, how's your head? That was the, <laughs> kind of the first question I've uh, been told to ask you is how the hell is your head? It's good. Um, I think the uh, a lot of the cuts this year have just looked a lot worse than they've really been. Um, I haven't had any concussions this year, knock on wood, but um, no, I, I feel fine. And it's just one of those things where I guess that's the, the nature of the way I've played and it's always kind of been like that. So I, I guess I'm used to it and I know people get really worried and, you know, my family gets worried, but it's uh, it's kind of just, you know, the baggage of the way I play, I guess. Oh, it, it's in a way, it's kind of nice to see because it shows that you're totally committed. But my God, you do worry the hell out of us because you see you go down, you're like, oh, no, not again. Yeah, I know. I'm sure everyone feels that not again. I, I know our training staff thinks the same. So, uh, yeah, I guess it keeps them on their toes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, how 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 was it coming back from Vancouver? Did you have any delays or anything like that? Well, it was just um, we had a, a layover um, in Seattle. So we took a, a flight down to Seattle and had a layover there and then um, got in last night about 10 o'clock uh, into Washington, D.C. Oh, nice. And training today then? Or a bit uh, of a rest day? Yeah, we had training a, a later start today and just um, one of those where it's just a regen session for the guys that played a lot of minutes and then guys who didn't had, uh, you know, a, a physical session. So it's for us mostly just, you know, foam rolling, riding the bike and, and stretching and stuff like that. Oh, not too bad. A bit of an easy day for you then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially with a, a three-game week, um, you know, in a crucial point in our season. Uh, they, they, you know, they taper back, I guess, from – you know, really grinding us in training just so that we're, you know, fully prepared for the games. Yeah, so I was actually going to ask you about, obviously, this uh, the games this week. Obviously, it's rivalry week. Um, how do you go about preparing for that? Is there any different to any other weeks in, um, throughout the season, or is this kind of bigger than normal? Yeah, I don't know if there's anything, you know, different in the way that we prepare for this game. Um, we're going to go about it as, as it normally would be, but, you know, it, it is a rivalry game, and uh, the game's intensified, and uh, maybe it's a little bit more chippy and physical. Uh, and we know that going into the game, so guys are guys are going to be up for it, um, especially at home against against Red Bull. It's always a an exciting and entertaining game. And you know, with Ben as our head coach, and he's experienced this rivalry for you know such a long time, he's always you know jacked up and ready to go. So uh, I guess it kind of brings us, um, you know, gives us a little bit more of a kick. Yeah, because I remember watching the game against Galaxy, uh, well, just over a week ago, and you just saw Ben at the end of the game, and you that he, he looked absolutely from himself. He can bring that again for this one. I mean, that was uh, <laughs> I mean, just a big win for our, our, our team in general, and it was just you know one of those where we haven't won in a while, and in, and at home in the fashion that we did it in, it was it was massive for us, and you know, and for our team morale, and you know, he knew that. Yeah, the game against Vancouver obviously wasn't the best one I don't want to really go over too much but what did you make of it um was that something that you could think you might have changed when you were playing or did yeah. you kind of forget about it move on to the next one you know it's tough because you know we felt as if you know even after the game that we were the better team that day and um sometimes that's just the way it goes a, a game like that where you know we have the majority of the chances and the majority of the possession where uh, you know, maybe we didn't create the best looks, but we had definitely more opportunities than them and, um, you know, kind of controlled the game in the way that we wanted to. But we just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. And 
Um, it was just one of those games where it was frustrating because they were really tough to break down. They were sitting in a low block, but um, you know, we got, we got to be a little bit more dynamic in those areas and um, you know, just, just put the ball in the back of the net. It's one of those games where it didn't, it didn't happen for us. And, you know, it's kind of, you, you know, with this game on Wednesday coming up, you, you kind of have to put that, throw that game away and be like, all right, we got a, you know, almost a must win situation against the Red Bull at home. Yeah. Uh, from kind of my point of view, cause I stayed up to watch it in the early hours of the morning over here in the UK yeah. and it looked really positive. And I was actually impressed with some of the players. Just, as you said, it was just a sh- shame that we couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. So for me, it, kind of was a good game to see us play and the fact that we dominated it was fantastic it was just just a shame that uh, no one could find the uh, the back of the net so yeah I've got I've got belief for this week let's put it that way I like that yeah so do we um I mean it's definitely something to build on for us um we were obviously much sharper with the ball um and kind of dictating the way that we wanted to play and uh maybe that hasn't been the case in the past and you know we got guys coming off the bench who are eager and ready to ready to show what they got. So, um, you know, now we feel like, you know, we're, we're ready to go for this Wednesday game. Um, kind of moving away from this kind of season so far, um, I want to kind of get into the nitty gritty of yourself and maybe it's even the dressing room, if that's all right. Yeah, yeah. So for yourself, um, <laughs> apart, apart from Audi Fields or RFK, what's the best stadium you've played in? Ooh, best stadium I played in. Last year we played at LAFC. And uh, I had to say that was the best field by far, um, yep. best surface. And uh, the stadium was rocking from the moment we, we came out for warm-up. So uh, I think that's the best stadium I've played in. And my family's from Southern California. So um, a lot of friends and family uh, come to those games. So I, I enjoy playing there. Nice. Um, and what is the best game you've ever played in? So not just the stadium itself, but what has been from a performance point of view or just an atmosphere point of view, what's been the best? Oh man, I, I don't know why, but uh, I mean, it just with DC or with in my, my entire career, I guess. In your entire career. Oh man, I'd have to say it was just uh, when we, we were playing in Columbus, Ohio with the national team and uh, it was a must win game against, um, God, who was it? It was Guatemala, I think. And it was, it was just an awesome game. It was one of my, it was like my fifth start and it was a must win game for the national team. And, uh, we won convincingly and, uh, it was a shutout and it was just one of the most exciting moments of my career. Nice. Uh, so what got you into soccer in the first place? I know obviously soccer in America isn't the biggest sport in, yeah. in your country, but what got you into it in the first place? Yeah. Um, well, I played a bunch of sports, uh, as a kid, I, I love sports. That's all I've really, really done and um i played baseball and basketball and all that stuff growing up and and i grew and you know took to soccer because i didn't have to ever sub out uh just running around and i could play offense and defense and um believe it or not i was a center midfielder up till uh i was you know maybe 19 years old so um yeah i i really just took to it and uh i think it was mostly just because i didn't have to come out of the game and i was able to just you know, run, and I had so much energy as a kid, it just, it made sense for me. And as a kid, um, did you have a particular team that you followed? Yeah, it's funny. Um, one of my friends growing up, his mom was from Chelsea, so we, we would watch the Chelsea games, and I kind of, I kind of watched those, um, you know, as much, best as we could because of the time difference back in California, but um, I wasn't 
you know, I didn't, I didn't follow any specific team, you know, massively, I guess. Yeah. But if you didn't follow a particular team, was there a particular player that you enjoyed watching most? Yeah. Um, I always took to John Terry just because we watched, you know, the games that I did watch, it was him and he was a center back and, um, I enjoyed watching him just co- kind of command the defense and, and the team. So uh, I think he's a great center back. Yeah, he, he has been absolutely fantastic f- from a club point of view, but even from a national team point of view. So nice choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, in the dressing room, who's got the worst dress sense? Oh, the worst dress sense. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Chris Seitz. Uh, really? Seitz, yeah, he's just... He's a dad of five now, so he's got, you know, he's got kids. He, it looks like he just rolls out of bed and puts whatever on. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm guessing you would say you've got a pretty good dress, sense of uh, dress as well then? Good fashion oh, sense? Uh, I, I wish I could say that. I, I try to be. I'm not I'm not the best. I would say um, I would say Paul Ariola is up there. He's got. He's probably got the most swag um, dressing-wise. Uh, I think yeah, I would say Paul. Yeah. Um, and keep going with the dressing room theme. Who's got the worst music taste? Oh, the worst music taste. You know, <laughs> I'll have to say he's gonna give me some stick for this, but Wayne. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, we're like trying to get ready or whatever for practice, or you know, we'll be doing a regen lifting session, and I'll put like slow jams on and older just slow music and it's not the mood and he, yeah i would not have said that about wine i would have thought he'd have been uh, more hip-hop or something like that, maybe yeah no he's uh he's definitely i mean i like his choice of music but sometimes he chooses the wrong time to put it on <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing oh fantastic um i'm gonna keep going with these who's the most embarrassing in the uh, dressing room overall the most embarrassing yeah oh um god i don't know i can't think of like in what sense i guess um is there anyone who would be if you're on the road or you're out and you're having like a team meal or whatever is there anyone who would show like show off the most or something like that maybe no um no i think uh just Donovan Pines is definitely an interesting guy. Um, we like to, you know, he's a rookie, so we kind of get after him a little bit. But he's 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 fun at heart, so um, I guess we poke a little bit, a little bit of fun at him. Oh, bless him! Yeah. He comes across as a bit of a gentle giant. He is a gentle giant. That's the best way to describe him, I think. <laughs> um, so you've obviously played a, alongside quite a few good players. Who's Who's been those kind of the best player you've played alongside? Um, I mean, I think Wayne is just that's uh, that's kind of a given, you know. He's mm. kind of you know been there, and um, you know, once he came to this team, it just brought so much life to us, and you know, made everyone better. But um, you know, I, I grew up, you know, or I guess once I got drafted to DC, I played with Bobby Boswell next to me, and then. In the national team, I, I loved playing next to Jeff Cameron, um, who, you know, he plays in England. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed playing next to him. Nice. Um, I know this is probably going to be a bit of a daft question, but and I probably already know the answer to this, but what is the proudest moment for you as a player? 
proudest moment for me as a player was uh, probably being able to score um, for the national team uh, in California with all my family there. Yeah, uh, that that's that's kind of what I was expecting you to say, but yeah, yeah. that's yeah, it's, it's that nice was, of you to actually uh, <laughs> agree that was, with that. Yeah, that was uh, definitely the highlight of my career so far. It was just a really special moment in the fashion that it happened. It was you know in the 90th minute to win the game and. Uh, my family was there and even my grandma flew out from Missouri. So it was a, it was a good time. Oh, that's nice. That is very, very nice. Um, I've kind of rattled through those questions quite quickly. I've kind of come to the end. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Believe it or not, I've kind of rattled through those. I'm just trying to think of, uh, got anything else for you. Oh, right. Let's, let's talk about the run into the end of the season. How do you think that's going to play out? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think this week, um, just for us, is really, I mean, important. Uh, you know, both, I guess, our direct opponent in the East, uh, the Red Bull, and Philly sitting above us. So it's one of those things where y- we want to make sure we get this win at home, um, especially, you know, with going into Philly on Saturday. So uh, that's how I think that will, you know, be, I guess, a tell for the rest of, the, the end of the season you know i think there's what eight games left i think and mm. uh, you know we, we, we got to start picking up points we got to start start winning and and you know grabbing points when we can because you know it's getting tight in the east i think you see the standings and you know we're only a couple games out of the uh, under the playoff line so it's it's one of those things where we gotta we gotta really turn it on yeah but then saying that we're not actually far off the top end of the table either yeah that's it. That's, a, that's why I'm a defender and I'm more of a, a pessimist. So <laughs> I got I, I, I want to pick up the points early. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. It's um. But yeah, let's say we're only six points behind Philly. So a couple of wins this week, we might end up even being above them. You never know. I like that. Yeah. Uh, um. How good is it to have Bill Hamid behind you in in goal? Because some of the things he does on TV, from my point of view, it just looks unbelievable. Yeah, um, it's funny because, you know, we've now played together for such a long time and I'm just kind of used to some of the big saves that he makes. Um, and it's almost expected of him, you know. So, uh, no, it's great to have him back there. And, you know, he comes up with big saves when we need him and keep us in games when, you know, maybe if another goalie was in there, we wouldn't be in the game. So uh, I think he's, you know, been massive for us, you know, I guess ever since I've been with DC. But, you know, this year and last year, really really helped us out yeah and obviously you made we made the move to audi fields july last year um how much of a change has actually been for not only the club itself but for the city have you noticed kind of a difference in sort of the popularity in soccer itself in the city yeah i think it's been awesome um not just for the club but for the city to have a soccer specific stadium like audi field in the district um makes a world of difference for for us and, you know, the organization, but uh, I, I think what we, you didn't really see in the past was um, the kind of the casual fan uh, coming to, you know, RFK and now Audi. They, they, they're they showing up and, you know, maybe they, you know, are just going with a friend for a first time and they're like, oh, my God, this is an awesome experience. And, you know, then they'll come back for more. And I see, think you're seeing that more and more um, similar to people going to a Nats game. So. Uh, it's it's taken off in the city and you know we're, we've had a lot of people rally behind us. Yeah, it's um, I've been to many a stadium over here in the UK and I managed to get to Audi Field last year and was back there this year 
and it's for me when I arrived at Audi Field for the first time I can't my jaw just kind of dropped because it's <laughs> it's not like any other stadium I've been to it's you've got that 20,000 capacity but it's all open yeah you can go around wherever you want and you can just I don't know what it is it just it feels the atmosphere is fantastic even though there's barely any roofs around you can still hear everything you can it feels like you're very close to the pitch no matter if you're at the back or if you're at the front and yeah it's just it's pretty much up there with one of I'm going to put it in the top five stadiums I've been to I want to say yeah, I mean, it's awesome. It's it's just one of those things where I, it's so intimate um, and it, it gets so loud. I think it's because the stands are so steep um, mm. sometimes. And, and there's um, – I, what I really like is those boxes on the, the field level that, you know, fans can come and sit in or, you know, they're right on top of us when we play and, you know, that we can hear them. So mm. it, it, it's it's just a cool stadium. And to have it in D.C. is, is even more special. Yeah, absolutely. But no, it would be nice for the fans to have a nice little bit of cover. I mean, the, hopefully they won't get covered too much because obviously the, all the beer showers and the supporters end. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that's such a nice tradition to have the beer shower. It looks brilliant. It, it's, it's funny because, um, you know, in, in the second half when we play on that side, I can just smell the beer. Um, <laughs> after, after really? Yeah, so it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, we've been used to that since the RFK days, so uh, it, it's uh, definitely special. Um, yeah, I am pretty much out of questions. Have you got any questions for myself? No, I just uh, love getting the UK support. Right. It's it's fantastic. I mean, since I've started doing this podcast, I've noticed a lot more people are starting to follow. Um, and even got all my mates are kind of on board now. Even I've got one of the guys who I am um, friends with, who I used to work with, who lives in South Korea now. He oh, even wow. tuned in at the weekend. That's awesome. So. That's awesome worldwide audience you've got now that's great i love it (laughs) so thank you steve for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure um good luck for the games this week and hopefully i'll be watching you uh not get your head injured this week i'll try it thanks appreciate it thanks for having me on cheers all right nice meeting So, that game against Vancouver, match review time. How did it go? Well, if you're watching and you haven't actually kept up, the score was 1-0 to Vancouver. So, we played really well against LA Galaxy in the game prior to that one. And it looked like we had fire. It looked like we had passion. It looked like things were going to head in the right direction. We made some good additions to this roster. But... For whatever reason, and this could be down to the travel, it could be down to the fact that the tactics just weren't right on the night, but we lost 1-0. And when you look at the stats of the game, it kind of tells a story in which it should have been a game that we should have won. We had 24 attempts to their 8. We only had 2 shots on target, and they had 2 as well. And I don't know what the heck happened. When you look at it and you look at the where the shots came from, a lot of them were outside the box. It was just, it wasn't good at all. And when we've got big games coming up, 
we need to obviously be able to hit the target. That's for one. It was great to see that we had plenty of shots on goal. There is positives from this game. Um, a lot of people can't see that right now because, well, Vancouver are bottom. So everyone thinks that we should be winning this game. But, you know, lessons to be learned. We've learned. She would have learned a lot of lessons this season. But, you know, it is what it is. We're in the position that we're in now. We can't change what's already happened. So what can we learn from the Vancouver game? Well, first things first, hit the blooming target. Simple as that. Work the keeper. Uh, when you've only had, when you had less than ten percent of the shots on target, it that doesn't bode well to start off with. Two, concentrate. A momentary lapse in concentration led to the Vancouver goal. Bill Amid just wasn't in the right place. Um, whether it was a case he saw the ball late or whether he just wasn't concentrating in that moment of time, he could have done a lot better. The shot wasn't that powerful. It came from range. He should have done better with that. So that's something we can learn from that. Um, apart from that, it was good. Uh, ben Olsen, he could have... Wait, we've complained about his lack of substitutions. Or when he does make a sub, it's incredibly late in the game. This time, he made those substitutions. So fair play to Ben. He saw that it wasn't working. So he took people out and replaced them. Fantastic. Can't argue with that. What I can argue with is those actual substitutions. So the first substitution of DC was in the 58th minute, bringing off Segura. Now Segura looked really good in this game, and I'm amazed he brought him off, and he brought him off for Lucio Acosta. So Ariola went from playing behind Rooney to playing on the right. So yeah, I can understand why that. And Acosta, he had a couple of decent touches, had made a couple of good runs, but, you know, Acosta being Acosta, it just didn't look like he was willing to try. The second substitution that we made was in the 67 minutes, only nine minutes later, and he brought Boateng on for Leo Hara. So he's brought Acosta on, who's five foot three. He brings Boateng on. He's probably not that much taller. I've not actually looked how tall he is, but he's quite a short bloke. And when you get towards the end of the game, you seem to you're going to get desperate. You're going to pump the ball into the box. You want height. We didn't have that, so. But it was good to see Boateng getting his, making his debut for the club, and it's it's going to take time for him to settle in, get used to his teammates and everything. But you know, that was an attacking substitution. So Leo Haro was playing a right back, he brings Boateng on, who's an attacking midfielder and winger. You know, can't argue with that one either. Then in the 74th minute, once again, not that much later, he brings Kamara on for Wayne Rooney. So in this game, Rooney didn't look like he was playing that great. Um, the free kicks were all going over. He wasn't hit the target. He was getting frustrated. And you saw when he came off, that frustration actually boiled over into some expletives being used against the fourth official. That was, that was picked up on the mics as well. So... I'd be amazed if he wasn't warned about it. Maybe we won't see anything about that, but I would expect his conduct to be warned about. Um, and I can't argue with the fact that he made substitutions, Ben Olsen. If it was me and I was making those subs, I probably wouldn't have brought Boateng on. I would have probably brought Quincy on. 
granted, Quincy's not the tallest, but he can hold the ball up really, really well. So I would have brought him on. And well, to be honest, I would have kept Segura on as well. Um, I wouldn't have brought Lucho Costa on. I would have kept Segura on the field. And I'm just trying to think who else I would have brought brought on instead. But I don't know. Um, maybe I would have brought Pines on. I know that sounds a bit, a bit weird. But I could have added an extra bit of height up top. So I just whacked Pines as a striker. If we're going to put the ball into the box to try and get that equalised, that might have worked. But again, we didn't have the luxury of yet having yet another sub. But, you know, that's something for Ben to maybe have a think about. Um, that's just how I would have played it. But anywho, it was a tough game. And it's always tough again going on the road. And the fact that it's a hell of a long travel. And Rooney said about the trip back being 12 hours. That is something that needs to change. MLS, what the hell? Let's let the players look after themselves. When you're having to travel twelve hours, making a stop, maybe he's getting delayed. You've seen it happen many a times this season when teams have gone cross country. You've had play teams and players arriving hours before the kickoff. That's not right. That how is that fair? on that team that gives the home team an unfair advantage in that game because that the away team they're going to be rushed they're going to be stressed they're they're not going to be ready mentally or physically and that needs to change and granted over here in the uk it's a short short trip no matter what whether you apart from if you're on a coach and you're going from plymouth up to sunderland that's obviously a long long journey and for those of you who don't know you're probably looking about 400 miles, I think, give or take. Um, but you get flights in a couple of hours max. That's that's easily doable. Um, but it's allowed and it doesn't matter who, whether it's a chartered flight or not. That's down to the club. These decisions about travel, at the very least, should be made by the club. And they should be made in the best interests of the players. Player care. But when you've got your hands tied behind your backs, there's only so much the club can do. It's it's frustrating, and I can get where Wayne Rooney's coming from. It needs to change, and it needs to change ready for next season. I know it's not going to happen now, but I know there's going to be meetings um, from the MLS Players Association with officials about... What's going to happen? Um, and I know travel is going to be talked about, wages is going to be talked about, but for me, travel needs to be right at the top of that agenda because every team needs to be on a fair playing field. And if you're arriving a couple of hours before kickoff, you're not on a level playing field. So that's about it for the uh, Vancouver game. We have got a big week coming up this week. We've got two games, double game week, double rivalry game week. It's huge. This is going to be something else. One game at home, one game on the road. Thankfully, that road game isn't a very long travel. It's it's just over across the road in Philadelphia. But the first game, Wednesday evening, at Audi Field, we've got the New York Red Bulls. I am so looking forward to this game. I'm going to be up. I'm going to be watching it. It's going to be absolutely awesome. I think if we bring the crowd in, 
like the second half against Galaxy, but we bring it for the full 90 minutes against the Red Bulls, I know we're going to win. That is a, it's a must-win game. It's going to be passionate. There's going to, I want to see like a proper derby game like we get over here, where you've got tackles flying and you've got passion from the crowd. You've got passion in the players, fire, fireworks in, in the stands, smoke grenades going off because we scored many goals. Those beer showers going off. Yeah. That's what I want to see, and I want to see it big. Um, how do I see it going down? Well, looking at the uh, reports uh, from Pablo Mara, Canals is back in training, Durkin's back in training. I don't expect them to be back just yet. I reckon it will be a similar lineup to what we had against Vancouver. I've been incredibly impressed with Felipe Martins. I know there's a lot of you out there who are listening who will be absolutely angered and frustrated that we signed him. But, you know, it happened. What happened to Espindola? That was in the past, yes. It didn't mean to hurt him that bad. Yes, he went out to hurt him. But, you know, he's in the black and red. He's now a player of DC. Let's get behind him. Let's ignore what's happened in the past. Now, some of you can't ignore it, but put it to one side for this one game. He's playing the Red Bulls for the black and red. Let's see him get those tackles and let's see him make his mark on on the field. You know, he's great at the set pieces. I've been impressed with that. He's good on corners. He's good at free kicks. We've got Paul Ariola. I know he's got a bit of a hot head in him. He needs to channel it in the right way in this game. So I want to see him passionate. I want to see you behind him. We've got Steve Birnbaum in the heart of the defence. He's going to be so up for this game. We've got Bill Hamid in between the sticks. He's going to be awesome. I know it. He's always awesome. That, I mean, apart from that little lapse in concentration for their goal, he made a couple of great saves against Vancouver. And that he made a similar one-handed save like he did against Galaxy and Slatan. Yeah, I know he's going to be awesome again. What do I think the result's going to be? I think we're going to win. There's no other way for it. If we play with the same heart, the same determination like we did against Galaxy, that will see us through. We've got the quality. We've got Wayne Rooney. He's he's going to be there. He's going to actually dictate that game. We've got Ariola, who's absolutely awesome on the wing. Or if he's playing behind that Wayne Rooney, he's been good there. If he can put a couple of goals in and he can hit the target, we're going to be flying. We've got Lucas Rodriguez, Titi. He's been a revelation. He just needs to be consistent. So in this game, I expect to see him. I would love to see him a bit be there roaming around, picking up the ball from deep, running at them, getting at them, and, you know, get whipping those balls in. Let's get Rooney in the box. Get Ariola cutting inside from the wing. Get some goals. Or if he's from behind Raymond Rooney, looking outside the area and smashing it into the top corner. Segura, what a player he has been this season. He has been one of the outstanding players. Out of nowhere, unsung hero. I think, for me, I'd keep him in the team. He's been playing well. Acosta needs to keep on the bench. He can be an impact player, and he can be a good impact player. He can change the game. Um, so it's a good, I'd keep him on the right. We've got Moreno back in the heart of that midfield. He's going to be good again. He just needs to be that midfield maestro, dictating the play, mopping up the balls alongside Felipe, and then playing the ball towards either Ariola, Rodriguez, Segura, Wayne Rooney getting the ball back and re recycling that possession. Hara, 
he's to me he's dipped a little bit in form so hopefully he can pick himself back up but you know what if it's decided on the night that he isn't quite there we've got decent replacements for him you know Jalen Robinson he's not played all right he's quick and then you've got Adoy Adsham again another quick player I wouldn't mind seeing him playing um alongside Birnbaum you've got Brillance who again who's been Mr. Consistent the back those two centre backs in Hamid have been fantastic for us all season we cannot underestimate how much and how good they've been and we just need to keep that going left back Mora you can't argue with that um we always look better with him in the side, with him going forward. He stays in the team for me. So if it was me, I'm eager to see us continue with very much the same sort of lineup we started against Vancouver. But, you know, with a couple of tweaks in there um, in terms of the way we play. So, so Ben, if you're listening, let's see as let's see that heart and that passion that we so, that you got out of the side against Galaxy and let's see let's see bring it back to Wilderfield let's not get beat let's not draw let's go out there and win if we end up getting absolutely smashed but we've gone out there and we've played with a heart and a desire to go out and win there won't be that many fans who will be too unhappy yes they'll be unhappy because we got beat we won't want to go out there we want to go out and win and that's what as fans that's what we want to see we want to see the right attitude from the players. We want to see them going all out, being absolutely gassed at the f- final whistle. You saw that against Galaxy, and you saw the likes of Hamid, Felipe, all the players just like just drop to their knees, just in sheer tiredness, but sheer relation as well at the same time. I want to see that again. So, you know what? Let's get that out there. Let's get that win and let us bring three points back home to Audi Field. Let's keep them there and let us move up in the rankings. Um, let's have a look at the standards. So we're currently oh, it is close at the moment. Red Bulls have got a game in hand against us, so we really need to win this, otherwise we're dropping. And we're gonna drop far because not only have Red Bulls have got a game in hand, you've also got the Revs as well, they've got a game in hand against us, so we could end up dropping quite a bit. And we don't want to see that. But if we get this win against Red Bulls, then we're four points clear of them. So it's and we could end up going about above New York City. It's so close in the Eastern Conference. You've got Atlanta and Philly who are on 45 points each, so they're six points ahead of us right now. They're looking very comfortable up there. However, that can all change by the end of the weekend because our next game after the Red Bulls is against Philadelphia Union. Obviously, that's going to be a little bit trickier to kind of talk about and try and predict because we've still got the Red Bull game coming up. But we've got the way we've played against Galaxy. And I keep talking about that game because that's one of the best games I've seen us play in such a long time. I want to. I want to see that every week. I know it's not going to happen, but one can wish, can't you? You can dream. It's it's a difficult one. I do want to see us win, and 
I don't want to see us stumble over the playoff line and I want to see us to get a bit of form going because when you look at the form guide, um, it's not pleasant reading. It's it's difficult to see. It's the last time we had back-to-back wins in the league. It's back in May. Over three months ago now. It was the last time we had back-to-back wins. That's tough. And that's going to hit it out on anyone. That's It's going to hit your confidence. We've had one win in the last six, uh, five games. Two wins in the last six. And we had three wins out of the last ten. It's tricky. I mean, granted, we've only had four, four defeats in the last ten. Four wins in the last ten. No, oh, sorry. Last 11 games, my bad. Um, so, you know, it could be worse. We're still in the home playoff position. I don't know how. I mean, the Eastern Conference hasn't been great this season, but we're still there. We just need to make sure we just get pick up that bit from going into the playoffs because the playoffs, that's all it's about. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you finish, realistically. It's about coming into it in the right form, in the right way. So if we can pick up in the last, what, one, two, three, four, five, seven games, then we stand good. Good chance to win the MLS Cup. There's no way around it. I mean, you could... You look what we did last season, and we had that really bad start to the season. Then we got to Anfield, we brought Wayne Rooney in. Uh, Canals returned. I remember hearing about that from uh, Dave uh, on my podcast a while ago. And that the time of our upset and farm also timed in well with Canals returning. But you look how well we played, and you look at the confidence that we had because of the run that we were having. So we need to get that back because you get that form back, confidence comes back, belief comes back, and it's all about the mental, the mentality of the players and look back on the interview I did with Quincy and it's all about the mentality of the players you've got to go out there and believe that you can win because if you don't go out there believing that you can win then what's the point I know you're not going to we're not going to win every game it's nigh on impossible to win every game you've got to be realistic but you've got to go out there with a belief that you're going to win that's what we need to do and for some reason, it comes across like we haven't. Whether that's true or not, that's another matter entirely. But we need to go out there with a the belief that we can win. And I hope that we do that against uh, both Red Bulls and Philadelphia Union. So, we're kind of coming up to the end of the show. Um, I did put out a tweet. I know it was last minute about questions and thoughts, but unfortunately nothing came in. So, we won't have anything for this week. But... I will go through the formalities of the of the end of the show now. So, if you're new to the show, thank you for listening. Thank you for getting to the end of the show. Um, great interview with Steve Birnbaum. Um, thank you again for coming onto the show and taking the time out. So, thank you um, again. Thank you. Did I say thank you? I think I said thank you. Thank you. Um, you can follow us on dcnightkingdom.com. Keep up to date with all the match reports, previews, news, everything to do with DC. You can follow us on Twitter at DC United Kingdom. You can follow on Instagram and Facebook um, at DC United Kingdom FC. So just put on the website, 
forward slash DC United Kingdom FC. Um, also on Patreon, so if you do want to support the show um, and the podcast side of things, head over to patreon.com forward slash DC United Kingdom DC United Kingdom. Um, you can choose a different tier. Um, it, it would be massively appreciated if we could get some support on this. So thank you if you do do that. And you've also got the uh, DC United Kingdom membership supporters group. So if you want to be a DC, DC United Kingdom member, head over to dcunitedkingdom.com forward slash membership. You get into the Twitter group. If, you want, if you're a user, user of Twitter, you can join the group um, and join in the banter, especially on match days. It's fantastic on there. Um, but I will also send out emails and things like that to you. And next year, there might even be exclusive perks if you are a paying member. So once again, thank you for listening. And Vamos United for the Rivalry Week.